the biggest difference in moving from the AAC to this level is that by and large, you're going against coaches who are good. Yeah. They're going against coaches who are good. You're going against coordinators who are pretty good. You're going against staffs that are pretty good. And you're also going against well-funded programs that have the support staff, just like we do. We had more than, than what everybody else had in the AAC. I was just going through the coaches U of H has played this year. And tell me which one that you feel comfortable saying Dana is better than and the staff is better than their school's staff. Kleinman at Kansas State. No. Uh, Sark. No. Gundy. No. Dave Aranda. Maybe. Maybe. Sonny Dykes. No. Well, we, we Neil Brown. The, we proved that in the AAC. Uh, Sonny Neil Dykes Brown? in SMU. Well, I mean, he did also hold you without an offensive touchdown. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is he proved that he was better. Yeah, he's done it for America. a while. Uh, he beat us. He uh, beat us two games to one, and our one win was a walk-off kickoff. Yeah. Thank you, Marcus Jones. So I mean, he kind of owns. He kind of owns Dana. Kind of like Cincinnati, except we were able to steal a win from SMU. Yeah, Dave Aranda. Um, he's just. It's hard for me to say because I really, really like Dave Aranda, the individual, and the defensive. I'm not talking about that. I like. He, I like he, him as a DC. I'm asking as a head coach. No, I and don't as think a staff, he, I, I don't think, think they did anything. I don't think he's any good. Neil Brown. Um, probably about even, even, and uh, McGuire. No, McGuire's better. McGuire's better, and Kitley is much better. So, what I'm hearing is that in this league that you have played, the nine guys you play this year. Oh, and I didn't say Gus Bus. Yeah, Gus is better. Yeah. Uh, Gus is crazy. Gus is going to do stuff that makes you want to rip your hair out. He's going to lose yeah. a fourth quarter, twenty-eight point lead to Baylor. Um, yeah. He's going to lose some he's games. He's good for one of those shouldn't. a year. He's but good then, for one crazy year, and he's good for what he just did to Oklahoma State once a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to come in, and he's going to open up a can on somebody, and um, it just so happened Oklahoma State was in the way this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State was coming off some emotional stuff, and they went to UCF, and it was raining, and they were doing their stupid space uniforms, which look like two-lane uniforms, and it, they just hit a a, a situation that you know you're not going to win. So uh, what about well, they? They were Leopold. probably looking forward to us, you know. So I mean, we definitely looking ahead for sure. Yeah. What about Leopold at Kansas? No, I mean no. kind of got his ass whooped. No. Sataki at BYU. He kind of beat him in 2020. Um, so no. I would. I would honestly. I would take Sataki right now. Yeah. I don't think he's well, yeah. great, but I just don't think I don't think we're in a good spot. And Venables? No. Okay. So you say uh, Neil Brown and Dana, eh, kind of, same thing. Satterfield yeah. and Dana, eh, kind of, same thing. Right. Even though Satterfield completely dominated Dana. Right. And Aranda, maybe a check mark that Dana's better than. Maybe. Oh, and the, the, I, would give, I would give Satterfield a, I would put him a step ahead because. How did Dana? I mean, he huh? beat him. He beat him. He beat his well, ass. That, but I, I think he can. All, I think he's also willing to recruit. Yeah, we'll see. So, in this, you have Dana thirteenth or fourteenth in the current iteration of the Big Twelve. Yeah, I don't think that's. I don't you, think that's really going out on a limb on that. And then you come in with Dion and Kyle Winningham. Yeah, 
and uh, Dead Fish. And I don't even remember the guy's name at Arizona State. He can't be good. Oh, Kenny Dillingham, the young guy. Yeah. Bina might he- be better than him. He's 2-7 and seven in the Pac-12 this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't understand. Uh, oh, no, I think we, I think, I think from a coaching perspective, we're outclassed by the ma- significant majority. Well, it's not of majority. Our- it's everybody but Dave Aranda. But right. Dion, what do you think head to head? Um, head to head, Dion's going to out recruit. He's going to run circles around Dana and recruit. Yeah. Kyle Winningham, we don't even at least at least you have at least you have one saving grace on a number of these guys. If you, I mean, from game day to preparation to recruiting, I think we're poor in every category. Um, Some of these guys have at least. I mean, I think I think Satterfield's terrible. I mean, I said that before the beginning, but I still think he's better than what we have. Uh, Jed Fish. I mean, he's got significant history. I think he's a question mark for me. He would be a question mark. Yeah. And then Kyle, uh, Kenny Dillingham is a first-time head coach. He's 2-7. and seven. Homeboy was the offensive coordinator for his high school while he was in high school. <laughs> Savant. Right. He broke he tore his ACL or something. And, uh, yeah. So he was a GA at Memphis in 2016. When U of H went up there in the last week of the season and uh, Tom Herman had his blinky interview with Cole <laughs> yeah. Kublik yeah. and Memphis beat uh, U of H. And then he was a quarterback coach in 2017 and 2018. He was the OC there when at last regular season game of the year, uh, um, I'm blanking, uh, Clayton Toon got his first ever career start and had got sacked five times. So yeah, uh, but I, I just I don't I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Dana a check mark on Dillingham. So if Dana makes it to next season in 16 guys, it's Aranda and Dillingham, and then Dana. So he is 14th in the league. Yeah, maybe. well, I mean, and 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 you know, if Aranda has a good year, he might he might go to 15th. Yeah, well, I mean, the 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 problem that I don't think Aranda's gonna make it. I don't think he will either. But if he did, I mean, the problem the problem is is that they're just so weak at the quarterback spot. Um, yeah, but that just, all that takes is one guy. Well, I don't know if he can you find can get him in the portal. They're the second stringer somewhere that is going to be better than Blake Shippen. You would think. Well, that's would think. The, the question is that you know you got to identify that guy. You do, and you got to get it. It's not about just finding. I mean, yeah, you can sit there and, and point out a lot of really good players. You got to you got to be able to sign them. And you got to be able to develop them or put them in a position to succeed. Yeah. Is Neil Brown getting fired? No. I don't think so either. Aranda could be. I think Aranda's on the block. Is Dana getting fired? No. I agree with you. I have the, the I don't, I mean, if you, me, if, even if you remove money from the equation, I don't think, I don't think the people making the decision, that decision, have the stones to pull the trigger. Um, I agree. And you, then you throw in the money situation and it pretty much makes it a no-go. There's another thing too. You have to get this one right. And so it's got to be a no doubt about it kind of guy. And I don't think he exists for the University of Houston right now. Um, well, the problem, the problem, think- that we're, the problem that we're going to be facing going forward in making any kind of change at the top 
is that we're in a different, much different scenario. I think outside of money, I think it's easier to find a good up and comer or a guy to get his shot for us in the AAC. Because if nothing else, you can say, you win here. You do really well here. One, you, you're going to get other offers. But two, you got a clear path to a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. With us, you're going to come in here and you're going to get your ass kicked around. It's going to be a dogfight every single week. And there's, I mean, you're just hoping to get to a bowl game. A bowl game in the AAC should pretty, pretty much a given that you've done bad if you only win eight games. But you're not hiring somebody to win eight games. Remember, we fire people at eight and four. Fortunately for Dana, he's never finished actually eight I think and four. As quickly as you can flip the roster now, you should be able to compete. Now, the part of it where it's going to be tricky for where this program is, is you cannot go to the portal and find qualified offensive linemen. You have to develop those in-house. By and large, yes. I think you can get I think you can get some offensive linemen who are solid stopgaps. If you do get an offensive lineman, you need to get you need to be able to get somebody that can translate like Cody Russey. Um, but that's the one. Right. One out of, you know, like twelve. But what I would think is you need to find guys in the portal that you think you can develop and that by year two they can be something. But you've got to build guys from the high school ranks. And uh, I mean, I, agree I think with that. next year right. is a struggle no matter who's the head coach. So do you want to rip the Band-Aid off now? Or do you want to let season tickets dwindle, which they're going to? And well, that's the, that's the $20 million question is how much are you willing to let the momentum keep fading? How sure do you have to be? To make a change. I mean, does it have to be complete desolation? Does it have to be nuclear winter before you say, oh, well, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta do something what here. What is nuclear winter here? What is that? What, what is, what has to happen for that? Let's say you lose these last two games. Yep. And then you're sitting here at four and eight mm-hmm. with a Hail Mary win, mm-hmm. a win in overtime. Cause you went for two. A three-point win over a CUSA slash American team. Mm-hmm. And then a convincing win over a basically FCS program. Right. Is if you lose, the, you lose in the that next... situation, nuclear winner? Well, no. We know what nuclear winner looks like. It looks like our final days of the Southwest Conference. And we're not far, we're not far off of that. Because I'm not just looking at I'm just I'm not just looking at how the season finishes or the final scores of it, it's how we played to get there. And the fact that we're in, I mean, UTSA has a chance to win the game in the final drive or in inside the final five minutes. Toss-ups, yeah, at, like you said, one, toss-ups no at Baylor in West Virginia. Um, the way we got here shows you how bad it truly is. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. And I, I'm, I, I mean, you're closer, you're closer to being a one-win team than you are a six-win team. I agree with that. 